Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com. You can get our podcast at those locations or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And that is the same for all of the programming here on KPCG. Recently, there was an incident in a professional sporting contest where one player taunted his injured opponent. And the media questioned the offending player about his conduct. They asked him, well, do you think it's right to taunt your injured opponent? And the offending player responded with basically this. He asked them a question. He said, well, who makes the rules? Who is to say what is right or what is wrong? And so the media was quick to put that player in a negative light for his actions and the way he handled it. And clearly to taunt an injured opponent is something that is uh, not appropriate. But I thought the answer that the player gave highlights something important. And the fact that many people have a very similar attitude, an attitude of, well, who makes the rules? Whatever the question might be, whatever the situation, people can often have that attitude. Well, who makes the rules? You consider something like marriage and family. You know, some people don't like the what people would call traditional family. And they say, well, who makes the rules about family? How come it has to be a husband and wife and children? How do, why, why does it have to be like that? Who makes the rules? Who decides? And there's other issues that are very much debated, like abortion. And many will yell, well, who decides when life actually becomes life? Who makes the rules? Well, that's a good question. Who does make the rules? The Bible gives us the answer to that. Notice this passage in James 4. We have a few passages today. If you have a Bible handy, it'd be good to get it out. We could look at these together and see what the Bible says about this particular topic. James 4 and verse 12, it says there is one lawgiver. So there's one that makes the rules. It says who is able to save and to destroy? Who are you that judges another? So there is one lawgiver. God is, in fact, the one that makes the laws. He makes the rules. And those laws and principles of how to live are given in the Bible. That's where we read about them. God's word shows us how to live. It shows us the rules. This is a quote from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. This is Lesson 12. And the correspondence course is available free at thetrumpet.com. You can sign up for it there. And if you haven't done that, please do so. It says, a vital point to understand is this. The Christian way of life has its roots in the Old Testament. It is established on the Ten Commandments as well as the other laws of God, which are based on the principles of the basic ten. God's way of life is the sensible way to live. 
God's Word gives practical directions for successfully managing finances, building and beautifying marriages, and even maintaining good health. Simply stated, God's law is the way to all the good things in life, to peace, happiness, and ultimately an eternal life of satisfying accomplishment. So sometimes people might consider rules to be negative. You know, they, they don't allow me to do this or that or the other. But God's laws are there as a gift. They're positive. They do prevent us from getting into a lot of trouble. That's for sure. They do have boundaries that they set. But it keeps us from problems. Just like uh, if you go to the top of a, a high mountain and there's a lookout area, they build a guardrail. <laughs> Why do they build the guardrail there? Well, so you don't fall off the mountain. It keeps you safe. It's a, a rule, if you will, that guardrail. God's laws are guardrails for our lives. They, they show us the direction to go. They keep us from falling and into all kinds of problems. They give us the peace, the joy, the happiness, the success that we all want. They show us the way. I mean, just think about how life would be if we didn't know about God's laws. Now, there are plenty of people who don't think much about the Bible or don't really think about the law in that way. But principles of God's laws are in place even in some basic laws of most societies. Now just consider something like murder. Now there's a lot of murder on this earth and it causes pain and suffering every day. You can look at news headlines and somebody's been murdered and it causes so many problems, so much suffering. But most civilized societies have made murder illegal. There's a law. Don't do it. And that law does help keep many people safe. What if there was no law against it? There was no penalty for murdering. Well, you know there'd be a lot more murder. Even with laws in place, it still happens. But if there weren't those laws in place, just imagine how brutal things would be. And we have historical record of that. You can look at war when it breaks out and there's really no law and no restraint that's being um, uh, enforced well, then there's just catastrophic amounts of murder and theft and all kinds of other things that we don't even like to think about. But the law, even even the letter of the law preventing murder does help keep many people safe. Same point could be made with any law that man has followed to a certain extent anyway. Stealing being one of those, what if it wasn't illegal to steal? Well, we've actually seen that in some cities in the United States where they don't really enforce any penalty, so people just go in and they take stuff. And it's caused a lot of problems. And obviously it could not continue very long or else there'd be chaos. So even though many people don't really think much about God's law, there still are some principles of God's law that people can recognize, well, we need to keep that in place. But all of God's laws are a gift. They're all beneficial, and we need to think about all of them. And we need to live by them where God's law is adhered to, even, even in just the letter of the law, even just to a certain extent, it does produce good results. And when those laws are gone, it's chaos. All of God's laws express his way of life. It's the way of love. It's the way of love. The Correspondence Course writes that God's purpose for us is that we become like he is, that we develop his perfect spiritual character, 
which can be summed up in the one word, love. And since God is love, his spirit-begotten children should be growing in his love. We need to be growing in God's love, and that means understanding and keeping his commandments. God is love. Notice 1 John 4 and verse 8. 1 John 4 and verse 8, it says, He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. If somebody were to claim to know God, but they don't obey the law, they don't, they don't have that love of God demonstrated through their law keeping, well, then they don't know God. He that loves not knows not God, it says, for God is love. God's law is love. Notice 1 John 5 and verse 3, just a page over. I'll read this from the Revised Standard Version. It says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. So people could maybe debate that to a certain extent. They'd say, well, what do you mean love? What is love? Well, we get the definition right here. This is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And they're not burdensome. They're not burdensome. The burdens that occur in people's lives or occur in societies come from breaking the law. That's where the problems come in. That's why there are prisons full of people that are miserable is because they broke the law in most cases. Keeping God's laws protects us from so many burdens. It protects us. You know, it's such a relief to not have to be concerned about penalties that come from murder or that come from stealing or that come from lying. If you're keeping those laws, if you're keeping God's commandments, then you're, you're free. Your mind's free from those burdens. You don't, you don't worry about it. You don't worry about those penalties because you're keeping the law. Burdens come when the law is broken. We can think of the damage done by murder, by lying, by adultery, by covetousness, by idolatry, by Sabbath-breaking. You can go down the list. That's where the burdens are when the law is broken. When we keep God's law, it's not burdensome. It's the love of God. It's the love of God in our lives being active in the keeping of those commandments. Notice James 2, and we'll look at verses 8 through 12. James talks about God's law as well, and he calls it a royal law. James 2, verses 8 through 12. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. Not Verse 9 says, but if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Verse 10, for whosoever shall keep the whole law yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not kill. Now, if you commit no adultery, yet if you kill, you are become a transgressor of the law. So speak you, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. So a really powerful passage there from James, James 2, verses 8 through 12. We do have to keep the whole law. We can't keep nine out of the Ten Commandments and think that's okay. We have to keep all of them. They all have to be kept. It's God's law. Breaking one commandment breaks all of them. That's what we read there. We have to uh, 
keep the whole law, because if we offend in one point, we're guilty of all of it. It's God's law. It's God's way of life. And we have to be keeping it. And we see that it's a royal law. How, how do we live as royalty in God's eyes? Well, we keep that law. That's a royal law, and it's God's law. And as we read there in verse 12, it's the law of liberty. Now, that is a law of liberty. God's law is a law of liberty because it frees us from the penalty of breaking the law. When we keep the law of God, that frees us. There's liberty there. You know, we understand that on a physical level. How does a person stay out of prison? And they keep the law. They keep the law. That keeps them out of prison. It's the same with God's law. How do we avoid the, the burdens that come from breaking it? Well, we don't break it. Keep it. Keep it. And that frees us from worry and from concern and from the penalties that come from breaking that law. It's a law of liberty, a law of freedom. And what a joy it is to have that in our lives, to have knowledge of that. It's a gift to have the law of God. Otherwise, we'd have no boundaries. We'd be on the mountain of life and not have a guardrail. It would be deadly. Notice John 15 and verse 10. John 15 and verse 10. Christ here, his own words. He said, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So, a Christian would say, well, that they love Christ, of course. That would be something they would claim. But Christ is pretty specific. You know, do we, do we abide in Christ's love? Are we Christ's friends? <laughs> or do we have that close relationship with him and God the Father? Well, we have to keep the commandments. If you keep my commandments, Christ said. And he gets uh, even more specific in John 14 and verse 15 talking about, say, or answering, answering this question, you know, do we love Christ? He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's a lot of talk about love. When people are talking about topics that have a lot of debate, like, well, who makes the rules and the laws for family and Sometimes people will say, well, as long as there's love, that's all that matters. Okay, but what is love? It's keeping the commandments. And Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. And further, John 15 and verse 14, Christ says, you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. See, he kept his father's law perfectly. He explained it. He gave people a greater understanding of it, the uh, spiritual aspect of the law. And then he told his disciples, he said, look, you're my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you, if you love me, keep my commandments. Notice this quote from uh, the correspondence course. It says, God's love and his law are in perfect agreement. They do not oppose each other, as some erroneously believe. God's love and his law, they're in perfect agreement. It's uh, the way we uh, express God's love is by keeping his law, and that benefits everyone. It benefits everyone. And so they don't oppose each other. 
they work together. They're in perfect agreement. Further, it says, although Christians sometimes stumble spiritually in sin, our loving and most merciful Heavenly Father is ready and willing to forgive and restore us to the right path of overcoming and growing as we acknowledge our sins and ask his forgiveness. It says, how beautiful, encouraging, and rewarding is the way of God. Because, again, that can be discouraging when people are trying to obey God, and they do stumble, and they do make mistakes, and it does happen. But, as just quoted, God loves us. He's merciful, and he wants to forgive us. He wants to get us on the right track. He wants to help us, and all that help is there if we're willing to go to him and submit to him and not sit there and have an attitude like that athlete that I talked about at the beginning where he says, well, who makes the rules and who makes the laws? Well, God makes the rules and God makes the laws and he makes them for our good and they benefit us and he'll give us all the help that we need to keep them and obey them as we seek him. If you'd like to read more about this, again, this is lesson 12 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. And there's a lot of other related literature that you can find there at the trumpet.com as well that talks about uh, the Christian way of life and how it is based upon God's law and how that does keep us safe and what a wonderful law it is. And we should be very thankful to God for having it. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time. Let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.